everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Astrology. Okay, episode 113. We are talking about the new moon. Today is the new moon in Cancer. It is the sun and moon are together at 18 degrees of Cancer. So we're going to talk about lots of things. Um, as a matter of fact, um, this is... Uh, you know, cancer is all about being vulnerable and emotionally vulnerable and available. So that's kind of like the theme of, of this lunation. And I have to say my, um, you know, my Mercury conjunct Pluto, I have all these notes and notes and analysis. And I really like poured typically for this new moons, especially this one, it's going to be an intense new moon <clears throat> lunation. So I took all these notes, it's like all over the place is, you know, just everything what it means for us in our life what it also means in the collective you know I've been really meditating and thinking on this the last few days before making this um this video so and podcast so let's uh let's just dive in okay so the new moon is uh tonight uh July 9th in the United States July 10th in the eastern hemisphere and that is, um, is that 18 Cancer? So this is a cardinal, a cardinal water sign. So we think about cardinal signs, you know, it's leadership and it's changing and pivoting. It's a, it's a turning of the wheel, it's a pivoting. And um, this is, of course, it's gonna affect all of us because uh, one of the things I'm gonna delve into is that it's going to make a very intense, um, the sun is going to make an, a comp, a, an intense opposition with Pluto. Well, when is, when is Pluto ever not intense? It's kind of a, like a, a, it's being redundant to say an intense connection with Pluto because that is Pluto, right? The Lord of intensity and cathartic transformation. Um, but anyway, I would say for sure, we're all gonna feel that, but especially if you have, uh, if, you're, if you have your sun or rising sign and a cardinal sign, so that would be Aries, Libra, Cancer or Capricorn, uh, in, in, in late degrees, I would say this would really, this is going to pack quite a punch. Um, is that good or bad? It's, it's neither. It's just, it's a punch. <laughs> so we can take it and use it. Um, and it's certainly an incredibly ripe opportunity to use this um, to our highest. So here we go. Um, so the there's a few things I noticed about this. Well, first, I'll just talk about the practical aspects. So the um, you know, the sun and the moon at 18 degrees of Cancer. This is in, in the United States, by the way, I pulled up the US chart and this is going to be taking place in the, um, it's going to be in the uh, eighth house, in the eighth house of the United States uh, chart, the USA. And it's in an interesting point. It's kind of, it's at the midpoint between the sun and Mercury, the USA sun and Mercury. So definitely uh, giving voice to um, things of a, 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 in terms of our healing, right? Healing, think about the divine mother, women, families, <clears throat> healing, connection, security, <clears throat> comfort and security, emotional uh, catharsis with the opposition to Pluto and um, emotional vulnerability and healing, women and families, pregnancy, you know, this is a, a very much fertility and pregnancy. These are all the themes that a Cancer new moon will naturally bring up. So if you think about that in terms of the, um, of the collective, well, certainly in the case of the USA chart, it's, it's, it's pretty prominent too. And I will say that um, 
interestingly, where where this is going to play out in the collective. So, um, you know, for for all of us, well, there's many many things I think about, but I think maybe what I'll do is well, let's just talk about them first. So, in the collective, when I meditate on this, I'm thinking about um, a few things. One is in this, there's this point called the vertex. Now, okay, if you're in my ancient astrology, you know, I was telling you about how I'm studying ancient astrology. Great place, by the way, Nightline Astrology at Chuchababa. Oh my God, he's like the best teacher. But in ancient astrology, they don't talk about many things. One of them is vertex. Okay, so if you're listening, go, shh, don't tell anybody. I'm going to talk about vertex for a few minutes. It's not in the ancient, as far as I know. <laughs> so um, what is vertex? Well, it's, it's a relatively new quote invention. Um, it's a mathematically calculated point. And if you want to be ast astronomical about it, it's like the intersection of the ecliptic with the prime, the prime vertical. Okay, if you really, let's get that geek stuff out of the way. But anyway, um, the, the vertex, and it represents a kind of, not a whole lot was, has been, it's been really hard to research vertex in the last several years, but basically, We'll just go with a general sense of things. It typically represents a karma, like a fated point, some kind of a fated meeting with a person or an event that has a really a dynamic impact on one's life. It might not be forever, but it comes in and changes life. Well, this particular new moon is, um, we have uh, Jupiter, which is retrograde in Pisces right now, is conjunct the, the, uh, the vertex, anti-vertex axis in Pisces and um, it's three degrees, three degrees of um, Pisces is, and, and Virgo, vertex is at three degrees of Virgo. And I just wondered about that, like what could that mean? And I think about Virgo, Virgo being a mutable, mutable earth sign. And I think about Pisces with water. And of course we look at all the water, we, we, water or lack thereof out in the West, huge amount of lack of water, right? With those triple digit temps in the Pacific Northwest and the Hoover Dam being so low, we've been seeing that in the news for several weeks. And then we also have, you know, so much, we've had so, so much rain in other parts of the country and flooding and such. So, um, and global warming attributing, you know, to that and, and you know, causing a, a lot of that. So all these incredibly intense earth changes. So we think about water and, um, and we think about, uh, you know, especially with this cancer, you know, it's a cancer new moon. And with that Jupiter in the water sign of Pisces, to me, Jupiter conjunct the anti-vertex, it's like saying, hey, you know what? Um, you know, it, it, of course, Pisces being a mutable water sign, mutable water, mutable earth, earth and changes and water or the lack of water affecting and drought and such, you know, it's like, it's really like a turning point. It's saying, hey, look, we have got to get our act together. And with Jupiter retrograde in Pisces, it's like, okay, let's, let's look at where we've been fooling ourselves or where we've been in denial, where we've been sticking our head in the sand about this. Right, and this this new moon lunation is really bringing these things up very strongly for us. So it's something that probably a lot of lot not a lot of other astrologers have you know delved into the thing about. But you know when you meditate on a chart, just just things come up, right? You know, we, I look at these things, I pray, I meditate, and to find the highest information and what is going to be important to know. 
and perhaps and a lot of it is things that other people you know don't talk about and that's okay you know it's it's fine for us to all talk about the same things we're all going to have a different view but I really, uh, I wanna drive this point home about the environment with this particular uh, new moon lunation. Plus I will say too, Jupiter goes back, is going to on July 18th, so that's about nine days from now, Jupiter's going to retrograde back into Aquarius, right? 29 degrees Aquarius. For the last like six weeks or so, it's been in giving us a taste of next year's transit when it's gonna spend the whole year in Pisces. But it's now going to back up to, back into Aquarius, where it will turn direct in October. And then so Jupiter will not be back in Pisces until um, middle, end of December. Yeah, and like after, after the Christmas holidays. So, um, and what I, why I'm saying that is because Jupiter representing the law and you know doing the right thing and such and justice. And so perhaps this is giving us an opportunity to say, look, let's, let's have laws that reflect uh, and, and that will address these things instead of it being some or of some vague wish or hope or dream. It's like let's bring some legislation that can that can deal with this uh, particular situation with water, with the earth, and um, and not sticking our head in the sand. You know, just getting really and analyzing. You know, Virgo is about data, right? It's ruled by Mercury, so give me the facts. Let's analyze this. Let's get some data and let's do the right thing. So anyway, there's that. Um, the sun is gonna go into Leo oh, on July 22nd. And that will be of course in its domicile. But before it does that, I have to say that probably the most interesting and dynamic thing is that the sun and the moon, both in cancer now, highlighting the issues of women, family, home, pregnancies and all of that, vulnerability and um, and that is going to, then the moon a quarter of the way through, right? Between now and the full moon, right? The cycles of the moon, quarter moon, it's going to be in Libra, right? So it's cardinal moon, cardinal sign, again, the turning, turning points. And it's going to form a T-square with, so Saturn, I'm sorry, the sun, the moon, and Pluto are all going to be in like a T, right? So it's like, it's very dynamic and it demands that action be taken. So the, um, and if you remember when I, when Michael Bartlett and I talked, we were talking about this on our last podcast, yay, Michael, he's so cool, um, about this, whenever you have a, my, and my, my, one of my first teachers in astrology used to talk about this, the T-square, a T-square is like a three-legged table. And it's, if you've got three legs and one's missing, it's going to create instability and, and a lot of stress, right? So we want to look and see, well, where is that? Where's that fourth leg? Well, if you've got Cancer, Capricorn, and Libra in a T, the fourth leg would be Aries, around you know 21 degrees of Aries. So what is that? Mars, action, you know, be passionate, be courageous in dealing with this conflict. So what is this conflict going to look like? Well, Sun in Cancer, emotional emotional vulnerabilities, um, emotional intimacies on the table. Vis-a-vis uh, -vis relationships, the Moon and Libra, one one people that we connect with, that we partner with, our desire for love and harmony, 
and the um, and Pluto in Capricorn in that volcanic explosive Pluto in Capricorn, right? So uh, this is definitely going to bring up a lot of issues around family karma and relationships with our partners if we're in a committed relationship or a business partnership or just our just one to one collaborations and connections with others. So even wherever it is in your house, and we're going to go through that a little later, where exactly will what area of your life will this dynamic uh, showdown <laughs> take place? Um, it's going to be um, quite dynamic and it will bring up a lot of things with that opposition with Pluto. And it's gonna be probably, oh, I would say from the ninth to the, starting today, uh, through most of the month, through the 23rd, there's this tension. It's going to be really building at that T-square, the T-square with, with the moon in Libra is going to be around July 16th, 17th. So that the missing leg, right? You know, and here's your RX, right? Get get in action and get um, get passionate and courageous and brave, right? Don't get argumentative. Pluto has plenty of power to like light up, you know, half the country with this explosive energy, right? We want to channel this in a very positive way. And we don't want to be argumentative or fighting, which of course an Aries energy could be. We want to be passionate and courageous. So dealing with these deeply embedded issues that maybe subconscious fears that we don't realize are driving us that could affect our relationships, our families and our um, children, our mothers, you know, think about cancer, of course, ruling the mother. So uh, whether or not our mother is alive or deceased, it matters not because, you know, that Pluto Capricorn, right, ancestors, old family traits, maybe miasms, family karma, these kinds of things. Very, very rich opportunity this month. Like I said, the dates to mark on your calendar would definitely be around the 16th, 17th of the month. And then when the full moon happens, uh, that is when the sun is going to be opposing Pluto. So it'll be a very, very intense, volatile full moon. I'll be honest with you. It's, this is not a walk in the park, right? And we could get mowed over by it, or we could say, hey, wait a minute. Um, I'm, you know, who's in charge here? Um, so full moon, 23rd, 24th, sun and up is going to be the sun and the moon, uh, right? Opposing, but that moon's going to be close to Pluto. The moon is technically going to be in Leo. Um, sorry. Um, Aquarius, Sun and Leo, Aquarius, but it'll, it'll, by the time the full moon happens, the moon's just coming off of this connection with Pluto. So like, whoa, the volcano explodes like right before the full moon. So we don't have to wait till the actual day of the full moon. We'll feel this energy building. Um, and so one of the things I, that I think in the collective that we could be seeing with this I think about uh, home and family. Well, as you know, in the States, um, there's been a moratorium, a rent moratorium since COVID, since last year, uh, where people, many millions and millions of Americans have not had to pay rent because they, of their situation with COVID and losing their job and such, and how that has been extended and extended. And um, I know that it was, it was supposed to expire last month and, and it was extended another month. And I looked it up just now before coming on to, to kind of give you a sense of things. And this is where we can focus our prayer. If we do not have the situation where we might be at you know, risk of being evicted, just send up prayers and pray for the people who are in this way, because it is millions of people 
millions and millions of people. So just being really compassionate and connected emotionally to this very tumultuous chapter in our history right now. Um, but apparently, according to the CDC, the director of the CDC extended the eviction moratorium for another 30 days, and it's now extended through July 31st. So it's due to expire, and, and they, say, they say that it's, quote, intended to be the final extension of the moratorium. So that can obviously bring up a lot if they do really go through with that. You could imagine what kind of a, that could be enormously um, up, you know, volatile to if turning up millions of people on the street. You know, this is, this is a very ugly situation, but one that demands a lot of compassion, which the new moon, you know, this is, the, this is it where we can practice compassion and practice, um, you know, when I think too about the vertex point, you know, the, with the vertex in Virgo, Virgo is also the laboring, the working class, working folks, people in service industries, or just workers and laborers in general. And so um, I just think about uh, that and, and that we're at this faded point and, you know, the choice is ours. Where are we in our consciousness to effect the kind of change that we want to see? So at the, very, at the very base of all that, I would just say, whatever spiritual practice you have, you know, to really cultivate a, an enormous mindfulness and compassion for what these people are going through and to really, really pray for them. And it might be you, you know, and, and so we're, we're all going to pray. <laughs> we're gonna, I'm, I'm going to pray for you. I am very, very um, connected to all that. I, I feel like, you know, world mother, you know, I have this, you know, Venus and cancer. What can I say? You know, I feel like mother Hubbard and I, and I really, uh, my heart goes out to, to everybody in this particular situation. And the reason why um, they, they did this, uh, not just for the economics of people losing their home, which is what I always thought it was, but it's because the pandemic was when this was first enacted last year, the pandemic, of course, was everybody was in lockdown, quarantine, and they they needed to keep people out of homeless shelters where people could contact COVID-19. But of course, it's still going on, this Delta variant, you know, that there's it's not over yet. And so we're at a very delicate, tenuous situation. Okay, point made. So uh, that is going to be building, obviously, if the last day is July 3rd, and who knows, maybe they'll extend it another month, you know, we can only hope so, or, or, how, or make some kind of long-term resolution because we're in a cardinal sign lunation, so maybe there's a pivoting turning point here. Um, but whatever it is, uh, certainly that's, you know, July 31st is <clears throat> the last day of the moratorium as it stands now, and that's only a week after this gigundo Set, you know, full moon with, you know, conjunct Pluto or just having come out of that conjunction of Pluto. So maybe, maybe that conjunction of Pluto is like renewing and reinventing a new situation for, for everybody in, in homeowners and people with families and children. And they, maybe there'll be something out of that emotional catharsis. Obviously, it's always about breakdown, breakthrough, you know, with Pluto always, right? Yes, you have a breakdown, but the reason there's a breakdown is because light is waiting to enter. That is an, a Kabbalistic concept. Light is waiting to enter. So the breakdown is just the beginning. It's like the tip of the iceberg. You want to get to what's underneath that and to really affect change in consciousness. So, okay. Um, 
I would say two. Uh, yeah, I really want to make that point about the the environment and not hiding ourselves and not kidding ourselves about any of this, whether it's the environment and water and earth changes and, and rent moratorium. Those are the two big things that came up for me really strongly. Um, the other thing too is when you think about Pluto and Capricorn, it's it's the pain body of all the colonialist, you know, you know, uh, colonial is the post-colonial society that we're in and and the and the, the the death of colonialism and and capitalism that that you know enhancing the billionaire superclass that nine people became billionaires out of COVID really you know Pluto and Capricorn is like okay uh, we're not going to sustain this much longer this is not sustainable to have more and more and more wealth and fewer and fewer hands so um, there's that point of um, it, it, it again, you know, we have seen it in, in various transits when the Uranus Pluto square several years back. Now we have this particular, um, of course, last year was the, you know, year from hell. Uh, we don't need to go there. But this particular new moon in Cancer, it's again bringing up all those major, uh, it's a major turning point. And it's, this is all about the pain body of our toxic underpinnings of our society, of, of Western society and what it has done and the, the miasms and the karma and the karmic patterns and the unloose, the loosening up and the healing of all this, right? So I think about, especially like, communities of people who have been historically marginalized. So I think of like the BIPOC, Black and Indigenous people of color, the LGBTQIA. Those are just two such examples, very, very prominent in the news these past few years, of course, with this these transits. And so whether or not you belong to these communities, if you don't, just hold your heart and compassion for them, reach out to them, be there for them. Because this, especially with that Sun opposition of Pluto can be bringing up really intense dark shadow uh, patterns, and we want to keep healing. Right? This is there's no other way than forward. So in this moment, I'm going to be my little public service announcement. I want to give you here are some phone numbers that I looked up for. If you are a, a person, this may be especially too with Uranus and overcoming square. Um, Uranus and Taurus in an overcoming square to the to um, uh, over uh, to the Mars and Venus in Leo that's going to be showing up around July thirteenth, fourteenth. We talked about that in the previous uh, podcast. You know, it's like wow, that's a lot of love, intense love. Mars and Venus together in the sign of Leo, great for launching projects and getting inspired and being in action with creative projects. Um, Uranus is an overcoming superior square to that hookup. And that may be a very powerful, I would think too, for the LGBT community. Um, because of Uranus being the overcoming square, it's like be daring, break free, show who you are, be proud of who you are, um, really shine, shine your heart, shine your heart bravely. I would very much think that this um, this lunation is maybe one of the most powerful of the year for that. And that those that magical two-day window can be some very enlightening, a lot of realizations. Maybe um, there might be people who are feeling, oh, they're, they're ready to come out, you know, and come out of the closet. So there's there's all of that. And um, and so here, I'm gonna, let me give you these, these telephone numbers and, and you can, um, 
hopefully if you need these or pass them along, let me let me go grab them. Hold on just a second. Okay, so um, yeah, so here are these phone numbers. Uh, the Trevor Lifeline, it's for LGBTQIA um, uh, youth 13 to 24. Um, it's called the Trevor Lifeline from the Trevor Project. And that number is 866-488-7386. And then um, I also wanted to find some hotlines to assist um, BIPOC, BIPOC. And uh, there, I found a, a few. Um, one of them has a particular, it's particularly for BIPOC, LGBTQ, and a Black Femme lens. And it is um, 800, I'm sorry, I forgot the name of it. I didn't write that down, but it's 800-604-5841. Then there's a trans lifeline, transgender, and it's 877-565-8860. And in Canada, that number would be 877-330-6366. And then if you're not LGBTQ BIPOC, if you just BIPOC, um, there is on psychologytoday.com, there's a page. I, I just Googled BIPOC therapists um, or, or BIPOC hotline and I found psychologytoday.com has this whole page of therapists that special with their phone numbers there, maybe even email addresses, but they therapists that specialize in BIPOC issues. So um, I, I just want to offer that <laughs> to hopefully, you know, um, again, extending out connection and uh, caring. We, we, this is a, this alienation is like, man, we got to take care of ourselves and, and each other, self-care and, and look out for each other, walk each other home, right? That's what Ram Dass used to say, let's walk each other home. Isn't that so Cancerian, you know, home and, and walking each other, caring and home, right? This is like the most perfect lunation for that. And we're going to need it with that Pluto, volcanic Pluto coming up. Um, okay, so let's see what else we have. Um, I want to also talk about, yeah, a little bit more about that Pluto. You know, Pluto, that, that sun shining a light into dark recesses of Pluto and things that maybe we were not aware of or that we are aware of but have been painfully have been stuffing it. You know, when you think about Saturn being the domicile ruler of this Pluto, in Capricorn transit all these years, since 2008. This is obviously deeply affecting the very foundations of our society. And I, um, and then, and just as individuals, the very structures of the reality that we live by are, are, are the very structures of who we are. And, and I think about, there is a great quote that Warner Earhart uh, said, and this is something that's very Pluto and Capricorn, um, where things have been stuffed or un, unrecognized or what where they, where they say is you, you don't know something's there and you don't know that you don't know it. <laughs> you don't know that it's, you're ignorant of your, of your uh, unconsciousness, you could say. And he said, an untransformed environment is one in which the truth cannot be told. And I never forgot that. I just thought that was so neat. I remember doing the, uh, the landmark forum years ago and how, what a great dramatic impact that had on my life. And it really talk about taking the blinders off of things. And I remember hearing that quote and I never forgot that. And when you think about it, if, if you can't tell the truth, 
that's an untransformed environment. If you cannot because people won't hear you or they, or you're, you know, you could be threatened, your personal safety could be threatened, it could be any number of things. There's no truth, there's no light. If there's no light, there's no life. So this Pluto opposition in this lunation is gonna bring up a lot of, obviously it's gonna reveal where there has not been light and where you thought everything was fine. I guess the visual for this, little humor here. Um, remember in the old days, there was that, um, <laughs> showing my age, that Coppertone ad, the little girl and she was on the beach and her pants are her butt showing because her pants are being pulled down. The little dog has got the, right? You got the little, little, the grabbing her swimsuit bottom, it's pulling it and it's, she's bare and it's, she's turning around like, oh, oh my goodness, surprise. Well, like Pluto in Capricorn is like the dog that's like pulling down something and you're like, uh-oh, I'm exposed. And especially in the lunation and cancer, right? <gasps> I feel vulnerable. So here's Pluto pulling your <laughs> down the pants off of you and exposing yourself into some things that you weren't planning to expose or didn't realize. So um, anyway, I'm just a little, little humor here because let's face it, it's going to be an intense month and we all need each other and we have to stay light. Uh, thank goodness for Mars and Venus and Leo, right? And uh, giving us some uh, fuel and light and light and life and, and joyfulness and creativity. Oh, all right, so let's see, is there anything else uh, here? Um, so again, you know, Jan, I would say July 16th, 17th is at T-square. That's when we have to bring in that fourth leg of, of passion and action and uh, courage and self, you know, standing up for oneself. And then again, you know, the opposition with, with uh, the sun opposing Pluto, the 23rd, 24th. Those are like the biggest, most dramatic dates. Let's see, I also wanna say, it, it, interestingly enough, um, oh, by the way, I know I talked earlier about the rent moratorium. And then in terms of the, uh, the water situation, it was interesting because the New York Times, there was a, um, let me see if I can find it. It was yesterday's New York Times, it, it was called, I get these little alerts from, the New York Times uh, in my email box, and it said, uh, Chicago has a strange problem. And this is so, you know, so much tied to this cancer lunation. Water levels that may be both too high and too low because of, um, and they show this outrageous photograph of this, uh, of the Chicago River coming up and smashing this building. It looks like something out of a big hurricane storm and smashing this downtown glass skyscraper with water, like you can't forget walking by there, right? It was during, um, actually it was during a storm, okay? And um, it's just so, the water levels are so high and it's it's odd because <clears throat> it's very complex. The forces of climate change are both creating too much water and not enough because of the, um, it's a warming planet and, and you're getting a lot of uh, moisture which creates more rain. And of course, which creates flooding. Um, so it's it's very it's it, nationwide, not just Chicago. There's an increase in heavy rainfall because warmer air can hold more moisture than colder air, and so that's why we're getting so much rain. Um, and so anyway, the extra rainfall has raised the level of Lake Michigan and the Chicago River. So there's more flooding. There's more homes that are damaged. It's beginning to erode the lakefront beaches. They're showing, you know, and all that stuff. But it, again, it brought it up with this particular lunation. 
but it, it's like this tug of war between evaporation and precipitation. Um, usually they get canceled out, but now because of climate change, we're seeing extremes of both flooding and drought, flooding and drought. Um, and so anyway, um, sometimes Lake Michigan, the rates of evaporation are so high because of the hot weather that the um, Lake Michigan gets so low that it no longer flows into the Chicago River. Um, and the river would flow into the lake, which is a huge problem because the river carries away the city's wastewater. So not to get into all these details, but again, it's just showing us just very timely that this information is now coming out and um, being, um, especially with the USA chart, that you know it's coming between the sun, mercury, midpoint, and cancer, news about water, uh, rain, water, uh, the Ella flooding, you know, all of this is, is very prominent. Uh, let's see, um, I would say too, the, uh, I, I just as an interesting aside, I wonder about with this very uh, dramatic change, you know, with that sun and Pluto opposition, the sun represents leaders, like in mundane astrology, leaders of countries, and uh, in general, like presidents, prime ministers, leaders, you know, monarchs, and I think about Queen Elizabeth, because this lunation is is uh, is conjunct her North Node in the seventh house, and that's a setting place in terms of in ancient astrology. The seventh house is the setting, so even though the eighth house is traditionally connected with death, um, yes, and seventh house. If you think about the the path of light and the sun sets and it goes down below the horizon, the horizon being the first seventh places. For the most part. And so there is this idea. So I'm wondering if there's going to be some major change in the monarchy and who, you know, it could, but major, right? With the opposition of Pluto, if there's a passing away of the old guard, maybe she'll say, hey, you know, I'm too old to go on and I'm going to give the to Charles or William, or whatever, whatever's going to happen. But, and who knows, it could be that it's her time, you know, many, many different scenarios here. Um, whether she stays on the planet or not, I just think there's going to be some big, another big shift. And this is a very big one. It just hits her, it, it, it affects her chart in many different ways. And actually the, the, the new, the full moon on July 23rd is going to be squaring, exactly squaring her sun. So that's another indicator of, okay, definitely movement, action, change. Cardinal, like I said, cardinal, as lunation of a cardinal sign changes in leadership, a new beginning, and uh, cancer, a woman, right? Woman, well, a woman leader, there you go, probably the most prominent one. And Angela Merkel is also um, a, a prominent woman leader. Um, but, you know, here's the queen is what, 90 something, 95 years old. So again, another a very big year for the royal family. And why should we care if we're not British or following the gossip magazines? Because what does she represent? It's that old, the old society, the old, old ways, tradition, monarchy, um, and, and for the whole planet, not just, of course, the UK. And so it's that old regime, it's in general, that old, the old structures of society of how it's been uh, set up and how we are evolving into a whole new uh, way of living and um, looking toward the future, not looking like the past. So, Anyway, just wanted to mention that. Uh, let's see, is there anything else? Okay, now we'll just go through the houses. We're gonna 
take a stroll through all 12 zodiac signs. Let me grab my notes here. And um, yeah, okay, here we go. So for if you have a, um, we'll start with cancer in the, um, as on the ascendant. So if you have, if you have cancer, uh, cancer rising, this uh, new moon is going to be in your first house of personality, your physical body, your appearance, uh, your psych, you know, your physical, your, your mind, your body, those are all things ruled by the moon. So the, uh, with that opposition to Pluto in the seventh house would be Pluto would be opposing it in the seventh house. So this could bring up maybe changes or new beginnings regarding your home and family as connected with yourself and your personal appearance and your, um, if you're in a marriage or a partnership with others. And now those are the areas of your life that you will see where this action takes place. Um, if you are Leo rising, this is gonna be in your 12th house. And so the 12th house is, when we were saying earlier that, you know, what you know that you what you don't know that you don't know, <laughs> you know, it's that blind spot, that kind of what we can't see, what we feel we have no agency with, and um, so I would say perhaps that you um, to not be delusional, um, to you know, there's a there's a place of honesty and raw vulnerability that's available to us. Um, and, and again, the opposition with Pluto being in the sixth house, there might be related to our uh, place of daily work or routine or with being um, maybe some health challenges uh, that could do be overcome. But I think maybe just, I would say, not lying about being emotionally available and being intimate on an emotional level. Um, and maybe there's some fears around that that might come up. And, and it's, it's something that can be embraced of course, and um, to be transformed. Um, Virgos, Virgo Risings, uh, this is gonna be in your 11th house of friends and allies and colleagues. And uh, I would say perhaps some maybe emotional vulnerability around friends and family um, and uh, connections with them. And then again, um, you know, opposing Pluto, maybe some realizations and unknown things around one's creativity could also be regarding children, those kinds of things. Um, that's a Virgo rising and Libra rising. This is going to be in your 10th house of career and your public reputation. So uh, how you show up on the world stage. And, and then again, how that relates, you know, your sense of vulnerability in your career and um, how it relates to your home and family. Uh, Scorpio rising, this is going to be in your ninth house. Ninth house is rules, you know, uh, uh, esoteric wisdom, philosophy, our belief system, our sense of um, morality, you know, what's right and wrong and doing the right thing, our principles. And so we have this, um, Scorpio, so the Scorpio rising would have perhaps, you know, there's, there's some emotional vulnerability with family and, uh, and children and our mothers and such and our comfort zone regarding our belief systems. Um, let's see, so sad rising that will be in your eighth house and that that is um, the eighth house is, is, you know, sex, money, taxes and death. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really about the the, the ties that uh, that that link us that are 
contracts or soul contracts. So maybe there's some uh, maybe there's some family debts, and it doesn't necessarily mean financial, like absolute financial debt, which it could be, but it also could be just the debt we owe another soul or that another soul owes us that has to do with our families or our, um, our sense of security and our families and mothers and, and such like that, and children. Uh, Capricorn rising, seventh house. It's, this is going to be this new moon, new beginning regarding uh, your relationships or uh, partnerships or related to your family or maybe your partner's family. So there's, and, and, and you, you yourself and how you personally play out because that Pluto opposition is going to be in your first house. So, you know, maybe a new you that needs to emerge in the, in the midst of this conversation about vulnerability and families and family dynamics and family karma. Uh, Aquarius ascendant, uh, this will be in your sixth house. The sixth house rules, um, well, it, it's the joy of Mars. So it can, it can be about illness and, and struggle and challenge um, and maybe accepting that challenge or um, hard work. Um, it can be maybe maybe there's some emotional um, things that caught that create health problems. Maybe you know feeling that you have to fight for your you know emotional stability, or perhaps there's some emotional component that is affecting your daily routine that would be uh, looked at. This is the opportunity for a new beginning with that. Um, what drives you emotionally? You could say you know what 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 is there for you in that regard. Um, also with maybe coworkers, sixth house is the people that you, that are like your employees, or if you don't have employees, maybe your coworkers. So there could be some opportunities there, maybe to be more available and intimate and taking care of coworkers or letting them take care of you, you know, allowing somebody to support you. Oh my God, I'm allowing help. You know, <laughs> what a breakthrough. Um, Pisces rising, this, is this new moon is going to be in your fifth house which is the, in ancient astrology, that's the joy of Venus. So it's pleasure and creativity and children and fertility, um, you know, fertile creative projects and uh, adventure and risk-taking and fun, right? This is a, this is a fun, a fun house. Um, and maybe <laughs> with that there, it could be like out of, with Pisces rising, you know, this could be also about a pregnancy, you know, that it could literally be, the, you know, a child, right? You could conceive um, very, very big potential for some kind of, and if it's not an actual child, it's like your own little baby project, a creative project. It's like my little baby. Um, Risk-taking and gambling too, I would think. Um, being um, a romance, of course, you know, dating and romance hookups. <laughs> um, also, with 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 cancer, I think of cancer in the home and cooking and things. So maybe maybe you want to be experimental with um, maybe you want to start a YouTube cooking channel or take some cooking classes for fun or you know something like that. These are just possible places where you could have fun and express yourself, and along the way. Maybe you can, you'd find that you'd have a different, uh, your friends and people you associate with might be, it might be time for them to, you know, maybe a new crop of people show up with that Pluto in the 11th. Maybe um, the old ways in which you connect with others would change and you might find a new crop of friends and family or tribe, you know, to, to connect with. 
Um, Aries rising, fourth house. So uh, this is going to have to do with, obviously, this is the you know, home and family, family dynamics, and um, your private life, you know, your family genealogy, the roots, the foundation of your family, your family history, all of that um, is up for. And I think about, too, with, you know, rent, like home and, you know, feeling vulnerable about your home life and all the opportunities that can present. When we're vulnerable, that that's not easy to put that out. I mean, I know I remember when I used to live in New York, and it was just you know, it, it, to me, it was like you don't you don't get to be vulnerable in New York City because you get run over by a Mack truck. You know, <laughs> like nobody's vulnerable. I think that changed after 9/11. I really do. I was there long before 9/11 happened, but. Um, Anyway, it's just, it's, a, it's an act of bravery. Vulnerability is really our greatest strength. Uh, Taurus rising. So this is going to be in our third house, which is the house uh, where the moon finds its joy. So again, that moon, that cuddly, you know, wanting that security, you know, the, the, the man cave or the girl cave or the whatever, <laughs> non-gender binary cave, it's a cave, right? The moon is about where we can, our environment and our psychology. So that might speak to us regarding um, our siblings or our neighbors or our communications with them, our connections with them and um, maybe being mentally and emotionally available for, for like, for example, siblings and letting them care for us or we care for them um, and what breakthroughs might happen, what truths or beliefs might be revealed as we build up to that you know, first quarter and full moon that you didn't know about your siblings and cousins and in-laws and, and people in your immediate environment like that. Um, Gemini rising, the final one, it, this is going to be in your second house, which is personal finances and money and assets and talents and resources. So again, you know, the emotion, emotions and emotional availability and perhaps a fertile place for these changes to take place would be, it'll be in that area, look to that area of your life, um, tied in with your family, maybe family resources or family talents or the talent of somebody helping, assisting you with their talents um, and business as well, money and assets of a business. And um, with that Pluto in the eighth would be perhaps some, might be a cathartic explosive moment where the resources of other people may come to assist you or like did that you didn't know you had or you know or they didn't know you had so um all kinds of opportunities very rich really one well, a really super rich lunation here okay well that's all i have for today i hope you found this useful and like i said you know just keep reaching out to each other let's just keep like we said with Ramdas, walk each other home. Let's just take care of each other. It is going to be intense. Uh, let's just keep breathing, saying our mantras, doing our yoga, doing our pranayama. It's very important uh, for this. This is a real turning point of a of a uh, of a month. So, anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. Let me know how you're doing with all that. Put your little comments in the bottom. It's always great to hear from you, and I really appreciate um, any kind of. Um, any kind of feedback, we love to hear how this is playing out for you or will play, where you, where it might be playing out, what area of your life is this going to be happening? 
So um, until next time, thank you all for listening. And um, I wish you the most wonderful um, and extremely fertile, uh, life-giving, breakthrough, transformation, transformed environment um, for this July uh, new moon. Thank you all for listening. Um, much love to you all. And um, we'll see you next time. Okay, this is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Yeah, and holler at me, you know, you need a session to walk you through this, this intense month, just go for it, you know, come on, what you're waiting for. <laughs> Don't be shy, Mother Hubbard is here. The mothership hears you, okay? <laughs> we'll take care of you. All right, bye for now, take care.